But yeah, I love the idea of like, this is the time when all the, all the dads are like this box of cables and cords that I have been keeping for 10 years. And you kept saying, get rid of it. Well, now it's coming in handy. Okay. Hey, Paul. Hey, Sarah. Welcome to episode 221 of the Stack Overflow podcast. Hey, it's good to see you guys on video. Yeah, same. Good to see your faces. Yeah. Paul, I heard you're cutting your own hair now. Uh, I just ordered a pair of clippers. I had to go pretty <laughs> far down the what's in stock list to to get one that yeah. would, would function. It's uh, You know what's happened is anything recommended by the wire cutter is yeah. out of stock. You Absolutely. cannot... If you want to make a lot of money right now, you take a version of the wire cutter and you just call it like crap cutter <laughs> and you link to all the things that you kind of need, yeah. but that wire cutter is like, uh-uh. yeah. like they didn't quite make the cut because nobody's buying those. Yeah. Corona cutter. The the poor man's wire cutter. Corona cutter. Corona cutter. Ready to go. Yeah. Hopefully my $11 Conair barbershop kit is yeah. going to do the trick. How's everybody doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, getting by. The, we're lucky and privileged that the worst thing that is happening is just isolation. I mean, it's it's very weird, in a way, to be part of, and this is just incredibly awkward, to be part of a growth industry in the time of pandemic. Like, yeah. like there's a lot of bad stuff happening in tech, but in general, our part of the world hasn't been hit, and other parts of the world are getting hit really, really hard. Yeah. And if anything, we're growing because of the things that people need us to do. I had to sign up for five new accounts for five new services for my kids to do homeschool, you know, get them a right. Google account so they can go on Google Classroom and Zoom them and, you know, Constella and just all these things. I'm basically the full-time IT guy now. <laughs> it's like half of my day is spent troubleshooting classroom meetings for a kindergartner and a first grader. <laughs> oh, I definitely put Ubuntu Linux on uh, a number of laptops around the building. So people yeah. would bleach them, leave them at our front door. Yeah. And I actually had to get Lubuntu on because uh, one of them was a Toshiba satellite that was too old for modern Linux. And uh, so the kids can use essentially like web browsers to access the distance learning stuff. Yeah, I saw your tweet, Paul, and I was trying to imagine the scenario in which I opened the door and there was a bleached laptop on my doormat. And I was like, oh, OK, I know what to do. This is yeah, normal. no, I, I need to wipe this and install <laughs> Linux on it. Look, at some level, this has been my dream. <laughs> yeah, this is the part of the apocalypse where the nerds are the most useful. Yeah. Oh, we need to get more value out of legacy technology using open source software. And it's literally like for 25 years I have waited for this day. Not not like this. I didn't want it to come like this. Right. You know, and this is my my joke. It's like it's hard for we might have talked about this last time, right? But like it's hard for engineers right now because everybody's working from home, yeah. but it's in the least libertarian way possible. Like it's yeah. it's there's a lot of conflicting feelings. I think that's right. I mean, this is a forcing function, which is a, a phrase our CEO likes to use and I always thought was kind of silly, but now I'm like Oh, I've had to do all these oh, yeah. things that I actually kind of wanted to do. Like, and that my wife is like, we're going to do farm school this summer. We always dreamt about it. Now we're going to do it and see how it goes. Yep. And like, suddenly we're like really excited about it. Also about a quarter of the USB cables and various other things that I've been saving <laughs> yeah. have, have been used. I mean, I have adapters plugged in that I've never even thought about. My great quest, which has so far failed is to use a iOS device Android device or an old camera as a webcam because I just have this crappy Logitech and again 
everything's out of stock. I don't know about anybody else, but uh, looking at your own damn face in a really pixely way on camera, it just all day, it's a little much. Paul, there were some guys I met who were at this Samsung like startup accelerator once who used to work at Betaworks, and they were doing like a home monitoring system that would would allow you to use old Android devices. So remind me after this episode and I'll try to look it up for you. All right, that's good. No, any startup that is doing home, you don't want a startup when you're home monitoring. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. But I mean, these are like New York techies. Maybe Paul can call them and be like, I want to use my old you know phone as a webcam and they'll know what to do. Sarah, how's work? Uh, the same, because we're remote. So it's just getting things done. It's a little slower. It's a little slower because there's folks that are transitioning to being remote. But all mm-hmm. in all, things work are the same, but it's just like switching rooms. Yeah, it's true. And if you've ever seen a, a, like a, like a conference switch rooms because they run out of the room, but they need like another half hour. Oh, yeah. The product, that productivity hit is brutal where it's <laughs> like, oh, my God, wait a minute. I got to go get my, I, oh, my computer's just about out of battery. Like, yeah. it's pretty stressful. Yeah. It's also been a really exciting time for the people in our world writing com- very uninformed posts on popular blogging yes. services. Yeah. <laughs> This is dangerous. It is dangerous to see. Yeah, that are amateur doctors. Oh, yeah. they're experts at everything. Right? I mean, everybody is the Jude Law character from Contagion now. <laughs> well, and we're all we're all kind of MacGyvering at home. Like we're yeah. all sort of putting stuff together. And I can Forsythia. see like you're a little Forsythia. Yeah, exactly. And you're like a little bored. And you're like, you know what? I took economics at my expensive private school. I'm gonna solve this. I can... I'm gonna solve the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, literally, like, what have doctors been doing all this time? What it needs is tech innovation. Yeah. All right, Paul, here we go. One of the companies that was run out of Samsung's GIC New York office was called Perch. Andrew Cohen and Neil Whirl from Betaworks. They have kids. All right. You know those, do you know those bros? They're great bros. Yes. Yes. You, you know those bros, at least on Twitter. Call them up. They once tried to build a startup that was all about taking your old devices and turning them into home monitoring and video chat and camera stuff. Well, you know, here's the thing. When you go poking around, there is a whole world of really awkward software that will help you do this. <laughs> yeah. You know, you get into that part of the app store where it's just not finished, but <laughs> it's also been around for seven years. Like, yeah. you're like, that's not a close button. Why is that an X on my yeah. iPad? Like 300 that, ratings, that's... two and a half stars, but still chugging away. <laughs> yeah. I had one I, I downloaded. I paid $7 for it. And then... It was like, you have to rate us in order to gain access to your front camera. Whoa. Whoa. Which I thought was kind of a bad pattern. That's a bad pattern. Did you rate them poorly? I gave them two stars, two and a yeah, or three. I was just like, yeah, you know, you don't want to get too into it. Yeah. I mean, it's such a bad pattern because if you ask them to do that, then they're going to be pissed off and rate you poorly. Like, you're yeah. just going to drive a lot of bad ratings with that technique. So what is happening on with programming these days? What is it? I mean, I have a cool thing to talk about on the tech side. I don't know software programming necessarily, but it's called Foldit. Have you guys heard of Foldit? Yeah, this has been really interesting. So this is from a University of Washington project in the sort of molecular biology space. And they made a game you can play on any web browser and I think pretty much any iOS or Android device. And there's a little tutorial that teaches you about proteins and how they work and interact and fold. And then you can pick different challenges, and they used to have them for HIV and malaria, and now they have them for corona. And basically what you go in is you you, you learn these techniques, and then you go in and it's like an origami puzzle. 
You go in and All right, do so wait, this polls. is different from like the crowdsourced, give us some computer time to yes, help with yes. this. So now there's two I'm approaches. actually playing a game. Okay. Yes. So here's what was interesting. There's like the crowdsourced one where it's like we're trying to brute force our way through some ideas. And then there's this one where it's like we want that human ingenuity and spark to come up with novel ideas. Basically, what they told us is that when you do the brute force algo, it comes up with a lot of ideas, but they're kind of all the same. And when right. you just say anybody in the world can play it, it comes up with like really diverse ideas, some of which end up working out. That's really cool. Well, you yeah. know, what's interesting is that sort of coincidentally, remember we were talking about the protein folding being distributed and how one of the original applications of that was SETI at home, the search for extraterrestrial mm. intelligence. Yeah. So SETI at home is actually shutting down the app because they're like, well, we're all getting older and we have 2 billion data points to explore mm -hmm. that have been that have emerged from this process and it, it sort of seems silly to keep running everybody's computer mm -hmm. because we're we're just not getting to it like they're like thanks for all the work but we haven't really looked at any of the output in a while because we've been so busy doing essentially doing like devops across a massive <laughs> yeah. parallel computer oh, yeah yeah, yeah. So, and they're they're literally like eh, we're we're retiring you know like some of us are getting older everybody's yelling at us at conferences for not publishing so we have to take a break and look at all the data so right. who knows maybe they'll sit down and and like in a, six months we'll hear actually guess what a lot of aliens out there. We just yeah, didn't we, have time. We were too... <laughs> they were literally sending us email. We didn't see it. Yeah, we have an yeah. inbox full of things that are like, hey, wait, we already, you know, we said hi, yeah. hello, we're responding. Hello, yeah, hello. Unsubscribe, I, unsubscribe, please. But Stop I love setting. that because in my head, I'm just like, yeah, of course you spend so much time admining the Linux servers that you forgot to actually look at the aliens. Like you didn't have right, the time. That's so right. sad. So if you want to contribute now... An interesting way to do it would be go, to go to Fold It and try just to play the game. And it's also really fun to try. It's fun for kids. It's just like kind of a cool puzzle. Fold.it. I think it's Fold.it. Yeah. Right. One of the cool technology solutions I've heard about, which I thought was super interesting and creative, is this WHO mega trial. And what they're doing. Have you heard about this? Mm -mm. No. Tell us, tell us. So they're doing a mega trial of coronavirus treatments. So basically what they're doing is they are asking doctors to use medications that they already have in hospitals mm. and they're crowdsourcing this mega trial. So they're hosting it online and then all around the world, you know, patients that want to opt in, doctors are entering their information and then the website is returning to them a list of medications for, to use for particular patients. So it seems really interesting as this is technology that I'm sure got, had to get spun up pretty fast. It's called Solidarity. There's a lot of software being built and shipped that is giving lie to everyone saying you need eight months to get something up. Like there's a yeah. lot of like... Right. No more like, six to eight weeks, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. said, I'm also seeing plenty of like Cloudflare timeouts. Like it, it does feel like our infrastructure, it's a lot faster to just get something up than a lot of people will say. And right. also it's a little bit harder to scale than people will say. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely a test of the infrastructure in terms of the bandwidth, just because we went from a few people work remotely at home. Most people are on these connections set up at work to everybody's doing full time. And I'm uploading a podcast while on a Zoom call. You know, it's like, right, what, right, you know? right, right. <laughs> 
But getting back to what Sarah was saying earlier, you know, we talked about this, I think a few podcasts back, and it was actually really interesting. They used a deep neural network approach, which is just really good at pattern recognition. Mm -hmm. And they trained it to look for certain types of, you know, molecular structures. And then they set it loose on this database of 2 million drugs that they had developed that they knew were safe for humans, but that didn't, weren't effective enough to be a lucrative, profitable medicine. So they just kind of put them on the shelf. And then they said, all right, well, take a look at, you know, these and see if you find anything. And it went in there and immediately out of 2 billion, you know, things found 20 candidates that could be actually really interesting medicines. And the scientists were like, we never would have looked at these, but they're already been through the FDA trials. So we know they're safe and then they might now prove effective. So that's one place where that kind of AI can be really interesting. And, you know, like the guy at Foldit wanted to be very clear. He's like, we're trying to develop a sort of like antiviral, like something that would help you if you were sick, but it's not a vaccine. And even if we do an antiviral for Folded, and in fact, they have over the last week found a couple of really promising ones. Right now, we're going to start creating them in the lab at University of Washington. We're going to test them on inactive COVID-19 proteins. And if they work, then we're going to go ahead and put them into trials with animals. So they have actually, Folded has actually already produced some promising candidates. And that, what's amazing about that is it's just random players at home. It's like not scientists, you know what I mean? I mean, let's not forget the the real heroes are the ones writing medium posts based on <laughs> the very little knowledge that they have. Yeah, shout out to uh, my boss Khaled. Since everyone on Twitter is a scientist now, can anyone tell me how you can be 100% sedentary and still be hungry 100% of the time? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, this is a great example of like, it's interesting to just watch the the popular response right because people are like this is not a time for technology and it's like well no medicine actually yeah. is is a technology yeah. and then people who are like i'll solve it and it's like no, no you won't you launched a startup for getting pe sending people boxes of shoes once a month <laughs> and then you know it's 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 like everything we're, we're gonna have the we're not gonna have the worst case scenario we're not gonna have the best case scenario like everything is sort of happening in the middle while we're all staying at home but yeah it's great I'm looking as we're talking on Stack Exchange, and it's just wild to see all the, like, about 30 or 40% of the questions are somehow COVID-related. Like, yeah. And then there's also, what did Frodo and Sam eat when they crossed Mordor on foot? So it's very clear, <laughs> life is going on, right? right, like, right. I mean, nothing is going to stop science fiction and fantasy Stack Exchange from doing its thing. It's really not. Although, uh, you know, you get to <laughs> stats one, and it's like, you know, is the COVID-19 pandemic curve a Gaussian curve? It's like, yeah, all right, that's right. good. Let's work it in. What have y'all been doing to cope? I, I've been playing Breath of the Wild on my Switch. I bought the DLC. I'm most of the way through it, and I'm stuck at a really nice. hard part. And so now I can either decide, Google it. Yeah. I think walkthroughs are okay. I think if you're playing a big, like, legendary, like, adventure RPG game, and you're doing most of it yourself, and you get stuck it's okay to do the walkthrough personally, but yeah. that's up to you. Maybe you'll have, you know, maybe the use stress and the payoff will be 10 X if you do it yourself. I don't know. For me, big games, if I'm touching them at all, they're just entertainment, right? They're not, it's not how I'm going to test myself. And I think if you're in a zone where you want to like prove something about yourself to yourself, then <laughs> it, it makes sense. I'm just, yeah. but like, for me, I'm just like, Oh, it's like a movie where you move around. Yeah. Breath of the Wild's beautiful, though. It's an okay. amazing game. I've also uh, become paleo and planted all my seedlings. I have a great grow up going in our kitchen right now. That's oh, so that's awesome. great. We have a car. We're very lucky. So, yeah. you know, the kids, we can get the kids out and run them in relatively, we can get them away from people. I just got my bike tuned up and I'm just about to own my cold. So I'm looking forward to that. I did try, I seem to be incapable of reading a book, which is too bad. Ooh, sad. Um, 
Yeah, I, I just like it's. I can't focus. Twitter just is like there's too much news. Like I just it feels urgent and it's hard to reset your brain. I have spent a lot of time over the weekend configuring my network attached storage and reconfiguring it as a as a sort of pseudo router. And I'll tell you what, I went online and I was just like, which I often do. I often go onto the internet and I found this resource. It's like, can I use my QNAP NAS as a as a like temporary router or hub? Just it's got two extra ethernet jacks. And I'm like, I have two laptops I'd like to have plugged into it. And the response on the forum was like this really bold, like, no, your network attached storage is not a router. It cannot be used that way. Get it. And so I read that and then I'm like, huh. And it was one setting. It took like five minutes and everything works fine. Right. And it just like reminded me of how ridiculous everything is. Like just there's somebody who it was like the most important thing for them in the world to draw a clear line between network attached storage and <laughs> basic router and hub technology. And then, right. you know, this guy in his 40s comes is like just trying to make his laptop work and it turns out fine. What's this? Yeah. What's the story behind it? Do you think do you think one day he did that and it like ruined his marriage? <laughs> I think that's it. No, I, like... that's right. Right. Well, those that marriage came pre-ruined. Let's be clear. But then. <laughs> The um, no, I think there's there. It's just like I am so tired of people making this categorical error where instead of getting the right piece of technology for the job, they see an Ethernet jack and they're like, "Why can't I use that?" It just is a good reminder of like just everybody needs to relax. Yeah, and don't take what you read online all that seriously. Just. Try to plug the Ethernet check in. It turns out that virtual bridge technology in the web admin can get you there. And then I didn't have to buy another freaking thing. And I'm sure they're out of stock, too. I'm sure you can't get a good one gigabit per second Ethernet. You don't think the uh, micro center at uh, Industry City is labeled as an essential service? God, that's a rough one. Although, I'll I'll tell you, social distancing would be possible there. Except for the salespeople who are (laughs) like, hi, hi, hi. (laughs) All right, Paul, how about this one? Is it possible to use global IP addresses without the internet? Well, what would that be? Those are the addresses of the internet. For example, we can use 8.8.8.8 as a private IP address in a private network. So, I mean, this is kind of a category. Like, there's no such thing as the internet. You just, you put computers on and you say, you know, I have the permission to use this numeric range. It is absolutely possible. There is nothing magical about the IPv4 space. It all works the same way. The headaches just come many years down the line when the network gets integrated into the internet. (laughs) That's right. That's exactly right. But you could just put everything behind some weird encoding yeah, I, I, you know, talk about someone who doesn't know a lot about networking technology. That would be me. I'm just reading it. That's a top question from Stack Over. It's a super user right now. That's great. It reminds me of Ben. Have you given talks, Paul? I'm sure you've given talks. Yeah, as a journalist, I've done some public speaking. You know, been on panels, things of that nature. I don't know if I've given talks in like the, hey, I'm a programmer engineer, and here's how I build this kind of thing. Yeah, I am the best audience member if I'm ever at your talk. I am constantly looking interested and making eye contact and really hyped about what people are saying. Are you a Mm. nodder? I'm a nod. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely a nodder. (laughs) Nodders deserve the Nobel Prize. God, I love nodders. Yeah, and I am because speaking of, you know, what the Internet is, I was giving a talk well, once I was at this rally. Do you remember the Sopa Pipa protest? Yeah. The yeah. best picture of me on the internet is from speaking at this rally. I look very fierce. And I remember as part of what I was talking about, I was saying that if they lock down the internet, we'll just build another one. 
And when I said that, someone in the audience made this crazy face, like that is the craziest thing they've ever heard. And and I like totally ruined my confidence. I was like, maybe that was stupid. I don't know. So now whenever I talk, I like look super loud. You're the Eva Peron of, uh, what what was the name of that movie? The Shoes, Avita. Yeah, you were the Avita of the Aaron Schwartz, you know, free, free big internet. Uh, We can make our own internet anytime. You can make one at home. Yeah. It can have, you know, like I could have one with my kids. We, we People should think that way. Yeah. yeah. It's healthy for you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm back there looking at you, nodding, going, that's right, Chips. <laughs> that's right, damn it. Let's make our own. That's, mm, you know, you know, because there is the opposite of that where you get the eyes that are almost like slightly too bright where they're just so excited to agree with you. <laughs> but the thing is, it would be scary in a normal context. But when you're talking from stage, you're like, you yeah, that. okay. You need yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you definitely see you're like, okay, that's great. We're in a cult together. Thank God, because I have another five minutes here. Yeah, um, I was at an off-site here, and someone gave a talk in leadership, and he came up to me afterwards, and he's like, you know, I really, I don't think that resonated, but you were the one person in the audience, and it looked like you agreed and really supported what I was talking about. And I was like, oh, no, that's just kind of my thing. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. You Wait, not. did you say that, Sarah? You're just supposed to say absolutely. Yes, I did. Absolutely. Oh, I did say great that. job. You're the no, worst salesperson the- ever, Sarah. You're the worst salesperson. This is the two sides of your personality, right? Like the like, I need to build this community, but I am fundamentally an engineer. Those are the two. Like it, it just he shouldn't have interrogated. That yeah. was the mistake. In- incorrect. I did not enjoy it. That is my resting interested face. <laughs> yeah, resting interested. My resting enthusiasm face. Oh yeah. my god. All right, guys. I, I want to. Be- well, go literally ahead. right now as we're recording, I was supposed to be at Google giving a talk. So uh, everything got canceled. Bummer. They didn't remote that up? That seems, why not just remote that up? No, it's okay. It was early days and they were just like, let's not. And right. I actually appreciated that. I had another talk get canceled and they tried to do it remotely. And I was like, look, I just can't. Like, yeah. I, I, it's, it's actually not as simple as just getting in front of a camera. You got to, right. like, I, it was supposed to be like a funny interactive talk. And I'm like, I can't do this on Zoom. Yeah. So let's do a few lifeboats and then check in one more time about how we all feel and then head out. Great. Um, Awarded two days ago to Paras Joshi, extract a substring from NSS string. Oh, Objective-C. Oh, that's what that is. I was like, NSS string. Yeah. Or NS string, I guess. There's uh, there's two S's. Yeah. Yeah, all those NS. All right. To shout out to Paras Joshi. Awarded, it looks like today... See list all files with file name under an Amazon S3 folder. Awarded, uh, I guess, just yesterday to Luis Fernando Comacho Comacho. Wow, you, off Luis. the C list. Yeah. And then awarded 19 hours ago to Sibi Dibi or Sibi Diba. How to use Google font in less CSS. Any other solution to embedded font in less? Question mark. Nice. Awarded oh, 19 hours Good ago. one. Yeah. Good one. Nice practical um, CSS challenge. And we're coming up on a big milestone. The Lifeboat badge has been awarded 988 times. Woo! So when we get to 1,000, let's throw a party. A Lifeboat right, let's do party. It. Let's Can we get one of those big boards like Facebook? We'll have, we'll have to find a way to shout out every Lifeboater. We'll, li- we'll, we'll, we'll do a blog post and we'll list everything, 1,000 names. Um, that would be great. Yeah. That sounds fun. All a big shout out. It's good for SEO for them. 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But thank you to everybody who continues to contribute. And uh, yeah, come hang out on the network. Check out the page that Paul was referencing, which is the hot questions across the network. It's just stackexchange.com. You can see it everything. It is a from, hell of a portrait of humanity right yeah. now. It really what are is. Mitch, yeah. What are Mitch McConnell's objections to the COVID-19 bill? What did Sam and Frodo eat when they crossed mortar on foot? So <laughs> lots to uh, learn there. The, the two great questions <laughs> of the Stack Network today. Yeah, here's my favorite on the page. It just says, it's on Code Golf, and it says, vowels up, consonants down. Oh, yeah. And I agree. I agree. I will say, I had this goal. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a little minute. I'm going to learn something new. That'll distract me. I downloaded this programming language called Kona, which is a version of this language called K. That's like this very, very complicated, dense array programming language. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be good. I'm going to learn a little bit about matrix math and lists and all sorts of stuff. About seven minutes. That's (laughs) that's as long as I made it. So everyone is like, the next Michelangelo is out here, like, you know, painting the Sistine Chapel in his bedroom. Now, seven minutes back on Twitter. Yeah, just reading Twitter. Is the COVID-19 pandemic curve a Gaussian curve? Why is paragliding not an old invention? (laughs) See, we're doing good. We're we're not. We're still holding on to what makes us a culture. Let's just keep going. Yeah, exactly. All right, everybody. uh, We hope everybody listening is safe, and we hope your families and loved ones are safe. Give a shout out to everyone on the front lines, the medical workers. Social distancing works. We won't feel it for another 10 or 20 days. It's going to keep getting worse. So hold on tight and do what you're doing. It's helping even if you can't see it. I'm Ben Popper, Director of Content here at Stack Overflow calling in from Ulster County, New York. I'm Sarah Chips, Director of Community here at Stack Overflow, calling in from Brooklyn. And I'm Paul Ford, co-founder of Postlight Digital Product Company. Check me out on Twitter at Ftrain, and I'm calling in from Brooklyn, too. All right, everybody. Be well. <laughs>